We can rise to the occasion. We can build this nation moving forward. All that we need, visionary leadership, people who love their people, people who love the citizens, people who love the country, and then we can rise. We can fly again. Hope Restoration Ministries, restoring hope to our world. Welcome to our broadcast. Enjoy. So this, this year, and welcome to those who are joining us online. Please make sure you don't multitask. Let's sit and hear what God has to say to us. So Kingdom Come is the theme for the year. If you are not aware, I want you to be aware that there is a cosmic or a great battle of the two kingdoms. That is the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light, which is the kingdom of God. The enemy is busy trying to get disciples for his kingdom, and we are advancing God's kingdom. That is why we need to continue to pray, Father, may the heavens invade the kingdom of darkness. May the heavens invade the lives of people, and may we just align ourselves and do that which you have called us to do so so that this kingdom comes indeed. And this month we are on kingdom power because this is the month wherein we are going to celebrate the Passover weekend. We're going to celebrate the Easter's. So we're going to speak about the power of love, the power of mercy, the power of forgiveness, the power of the cross, the power of the blood, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of resurrection. Aye, we've got power as citizens of the kingdom in the name of Jesus. May you understand as a child of God that as soon as you are translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, the Lord gives you the power, the Lord gives you the authority, and some of us, we have experienced that power, we have experienced that authority. God, we are not satisfied. We are saying more of you, oh God. We want to see your power. Power in our midst. We want to see the manifestation of your power even as we gather. For we know there is more in store for us. There is more in God. May we continue to seek his face. May we continue to pray for them more. And say as we say, kingdom come. May we understand that this is not the kingdom of word, but it is the kingdom of power. And may we see that power coming in, my, in our lives. This is the unlimited power. This is not just power, but infinite, unlimited power. But the sad truth is, for as long as we are walking in disunity, for as long as we are divided as the church of Jesus, as the body of Christ, we shall never see the immensity, the extent of that power that we suppose to experience in our lives. In fact, the enemy, who is our the, 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 the devil, who is our chief enemy, uses one tactic just to dismantle the church of his power. He uses, you know, disunity, or he uses division. He doesn't want us to walk in unity because he knows that when we are united, 
we are more powerful. He knows that when we are united, we'll be, in, we'll be effective in fulfilling the mandate that the Lord has given us. Amen. So we need this morning to understand that God wants us to be agreed in all that we are doing. He wants us to be harmonized in the work of ministry so that his power can be made manifest and we can sense the ease of doing his work. And this morning, that is why I'm here to speak to you about the power of unity, the power of agreement. Say amen as if you are excited. So I want to start off by saying unity is not sameness. Unity is not uniformity. All of us, we are different. We sound different. We are gifted differently. We've got different skills. But all of us can walk and work together for the advancement of the kingdom of God. So it means unity is harmony. Unity is connection. Unity is sounding together as an orchestra symphony. Different people are playing different, different instruments, but they are sounding together. Even though they sound differently, but they sound harmoniously. You know, they sound together. And it means when we are united, we are working in love. We've got singleness of purpose or the joining together or the synchronization for a greater purpose. Because the Lord wants us to populate heaven with souls, souls that are being saved daily. We come together. We connect as the body so that we may see the fulfillment of those people coming in numbers into the kingdom. And I want us to quickly read from the book of Genesis chapter 11 from verse 1 to, eight, to 9. Can I say this was after the great flood and from Noah and his sons and the daughters-in-law, they got uh, offsprings. And now the Bible says, the Lord once again put people here on earth through the offspring of Noah. And the Bible says in verse one, now the whole earth had one language and one speech after the flood. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of China and they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is, is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves. Mistake number one. Lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. That was mistake number two. They wanted to make a name for themselves. It was not about God. And they didn't want to multiply and fill up the whole earth. When you read in chapter 9, the Bible says, after the flood, the Lord blessed Noah and his sons. And he said, like he said in the book, in the first book of Genesis, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. But they wanted to remain there. They didn't want to scatter and fill the earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the sons of men has built. And the Lord said, 
indeed the people are one. It means surely they were united. When the Lord used even the word indeed, it means they were united. And they had one language. And this is what they begin to do. It's like the Lord was saying, this is just but the beginning because of their unity. Now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. This is what the Lord was saying. That all that they want to do can never be withheld from them. And then verse 7 says, come, this is the Lord. This is our God speaking to himself. This is the Trinity speaking, you know, to the, 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 the other a, a, a part of the Trinity. To say, come, you see unity. That is why God wants us to work as one. Because as God, he works as one. God in three persons. And he said, come, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Come, let us go down. And they'll confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth. And they ceased building the city. Therefore, its name is called Babel or confusion. Because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there, the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. And so we pray this morning, oh God, open our eyes that we may see the wonderful things found in your word. Thank you, my Father, that you lead us in the path of life even this morning because of your presence. The Bible declares in your presence there's fullness of joy at thy right hand pleasures forevermore. Thank you, my Father that when we leave this place, we will be transformed. Our minds will be renewed in Jesus' precious name. And the church said, amen. amen and amen. The power of unity. Although they joined together because they had a self-serving vision, but we see that there is power in unity. When the Lord looked down, he said indeed, the people are one. And nothing that they have purposed to do will be withheld from them. But one thing that we need to appreciate is the fact that one thing that unified them was the purpose and the vision that they had. They wanted to build a city for themselves. And they wanted to build a tower. And even though their vision was you know, out of rebellion to God, but because they spoke as one, because they were together building this tower and the city, they were almost unstoppable. It means when we are united, we can be unstoppable. But God has to stop them because the intent, the motivation, the motive behind them building the tower and the city was wrong. That is why God has to stop them and scatter them so that they may subdue the whole earth. And when you read Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 to 12, in the New King James Version, it reads, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. When you are joined together, when you are connected with someone in an endeavor, you are better because you are going to see better results. And he says, for if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone 
when he falls. Woe to him who is alone when he is in trouble, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. They can stand up for themselves and fight him. This verse proves, or these verses proves again, that there is unity in power. And those that are united, they go further. They achieve more because together we can do more. And I want us this morning to look at the qualities of unity, to understand why we are supposed to unite, especially as the body of Christ. You know, this unity, you can apply it to your family. As siblings, you need to be united for you to see progress. As, as husband and wife, you need to be united. But this morning, I'm speaking specifically to the body of Christ, the church of Jesus, to say we need to stand as one. You know, one thing that I see happening within the church of Jesus is that we are divided. And when I'm talking about the church, I'm not talking about only the local church. I'm talking the, about the body of Christ in totality, the universal church of Jesus Christ. A number of us, you know, we are divided because of doctrines. There are so na a number of things. There are a number of things that are dividing us. And I believe that breaks the heart of God. But I want us to look at the qualities of unity. The, the first one, unity guarantees corporate success and a blessing. Where there is unity, you need to know you would prosper in that which you are trying to do. And as a church, I believe we are well able to prosper when we stand united. And God said about the people who united over the vision that was self-serving, he said, indeed, they are one. But in the New King, in the King James Version, he says the people is one. Not the people are one. It's not broken English. He said the people is one. They stand as one. As much as there were many, they were standing as one. And he said, indeed, they are one. And they begin to do what they are doing now. But I cannot imagine that which they would achieve. Because he said nothing will be restrained from them which they imagined to do. And I believe all of us, we can stand as one as the body of Christ and we can surpass these people who were acting out of rebellion because unity not only caused us to go further and to see success in that which we are doing, but God pronounces a blessing upon us. He gives us the, the power. He empowers us to prosper, to succeed. Psalms 133, verse 1 and 3. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And I believe that is what the Lord would want us to be, to dwell together in unity. For the Bible says, for there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life, even life forevermore. Unity can be seen and unity is pleasant. And the Lord wants to see us united so that he can pronounce that blessing upon us. The second thing that unity brings or does, unity brings protection. There is safety in numbers. 
You know, if someone wants to come in here and harm any one of us, we are here to protect one another. They can, that particular person, as the church of Jesus, because I believe together we are well able to protect each other. We bring that protect, protection. There is safety in numbers because in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. When you've got people who are saying, your blind spot, watch it, watch it. Please don't crash. You are well able to get to a destination because without counsel, plans are frustrated. But in the multitude of counselors, they succeed. Some of us, we want to succeed in our plans, but we need those counselors. We need those advisors. We need godly people who would say, I can see that this is what the Lord wants to do in your life. And they begin to encourage you to do the will of the Lord. And the other thing, where there is no guidance, the people fall. And some of us, we've been falling, we've been tripping, we've been sinning against the Lord because we were alone. Can I say this this morning? We were never created for isolation. We were never created to social distance. We were not, never created to quarantine. The Bible declares it is not good for men to be alone referring to Adam, and that was not a marital pronouncement, that was a relational one, to say men need each other. We as human beings, we need one another. We cannot succeed in doing life alone. We are never meant to do life alone. Each one of us, we need others, others to look out for us. Others, you know, to hold us accountable for our decisions and for our choices. To say, why are you doing that as a child of God? It is not right for you to live that way. May you understand that when we do that, it's not because we hate you. It's because we've got your best interest at heart. That is why we are saying, please make sure you don't do this. Yes, we commend this. This is good. This is beautiful. Well done. You've got people who are looking out for you. Not only are they looking out for you so that you make right choices, but they are looking out for you so that you don't yield to temptation. You know when you know that there are people who are watching you, you cannot just go there knowing but the reason why some of us, we continue to do what we are doing, even though we know it is against the will of the Lord, is because we are doing life solo. There is no one who's holding us accountable. There is no one who's looking out for us. There is no one who's cautioning us to say if you continue on this road, you are going to destroy your life. And not only that, but people who are looking after us, they make sure that we remain on the right track. We remain, you know, circumspect as we walk. We are watchful because we know that if you fall, you, you make all of us to look bad. May you understand, child of God, for as long as you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, for as long as you have said yes to Hope Restoration Ministries, it's no longer about you. It's about the church. Wherever you go, you carry us with you. When they look at you, but we're back, hope, Please, don't 
don't do that. Don't disgrace us wherever you go. Please think about us. Understand that we are looking after you. And we're supposed to look out for us as well. We all need to connect to a church family. Can I say this? You know, I appreciate the fact that you come to church every Sunday. You go home only to come next Sunday. But it doesn't end there. You need to plug into the church life. Serve in the house of the Lord. And when you serve, you serve with others. You connect with brothers and sisters. So that, you know, as you connect, you know, I am protected. I've got brothers and sisters. You understand, you also escape cell. In the house of the Lord, we're not supposed to have orphans. In the house of the Lord, we're not supposed to have people without families. Because when you look at us, you need to see your mothers. You need to see your fathers. You need to see your sisters. You need to see your brothers. But do yourself a favor. Connect to the family church. Become part of us. Connect to a hope connect. Connect to those small groups. Connect and serve. Pray for the church. Do whatever. And as you do it, you won't do it alone. You're going to meet others. And those are going to walk with you. And you're going to connect to your people. You know, Mount says we ask good time, man. Your, your spiritual antenna will tell you good time, man. This, this is my brother. As a brother. Can I, can I just clarify this? As a brother. Brother to brother, sister to sister. You are well able to connect and say, this is my brother, this is my sister. And you begin to walk with them. And they begin to help you in your walk of faith. Amen. Amen. Not only that, but unity strengthens the church. Unity makes us strong. It makes us unstoppable. That is why the strategy of the enemy is to divide and conquer. Every time when he sees unity, he wants to divide so that he may conquer. It's no wonder Jesus Christ said in Matthew 12, 25, every kingdom involved in civil war, every kingdom divided against itself, itself becomes a wasteland. Some of us this morning, we are here, but we've got issues against one another. As Kulmisani, we are bitter. We hate one another. And then we pray, Father, heal our nation. And God is looking at us and he's asking, how can I answer that prayer? If you stand divided, if you stand hating one another, that is why I'm saying, child of God, if you've got an issue against your brother and your sister, the Bible says, land. And humbly song and say, I'm not sure, but I don't like how we are relating in the house. Can we make, can we agree to disagree? over that matter so that we can walk together and so that our, our prayers are not hindered. When we pray, we know God hears us. Therefore, we need to make every effort. It's not easy. Hey, can I ask you a question? Do you have a perfect marriage? Do you have a perfect family? But you're still in your marriage, isn't it? And you're still in your family. So, the church is not perfect. You know why? Because you are here. Because I am here. For as long as there are people within the, the house of the Lord, it's not going to be perfect. So we make every effort. You tell yourself, I'm not going to be petty. I'm not going to make it personal. Some people, the reason why they are like that is because
because of the things that they've been through. Other than saying, what's wrong with you? Just sympathetically ask within yourself, where have you been? Some of us, we face a number of struggles. And when are you taking it personal? We are calm, we are calm. Don't take it personal. Because some of us, we're thinking it's personal. And then we begin to start hating. And begin, you know, to start, you know, building barriers to say, this is not my person. Because of the things that we are seeing in ourselves. That is why the Bible says, again, if two lie down together, they would keep warm. And some of us, yeah, but let us call. And I'm talking, I'm not talking about umshato. But we love the Lord, we are saved, but we are so alone in our walk. You even ask yourself, God, where are you? Because sometimes you need a person with a flesh to hold your hand and say, God is here through me. God is here. We have a bamba santa so that they may know that they are not alone. God has sent you to walk with them. Two can withstand any person that is trying to fight them because together they are well able to stand firm against the devil. You know, the reason why the enemy wants to divide us and conquer is because he knows that we are like snowflakes. A snowflake alone, it can dissolve and be ineffective. But snowflakes that come together, they clump together and they can stop traffic. Because we are together, we are stronger. Together, we are well able to keep warm. Together, we are well able to endure. Together, we are well able to encourage one another to say, but let's continue to do that. That is why David says, I was so discouraged in my heart and I was asking myself, why do the ungodly prosper until I went into the house of the Lord? And I was encouraged. And I normally ask myself, what encouraged him? I believe when he went into the house of the Lord, he saw the likes of you and I who are facing the storms of life, who are facing the struggles of life. And yet when we are in the presence of the Lord, we begin to raise our hands. We begin to dance in the presence of the Lord. And as Buzuguti, but then he realized that God is in their midst. God is their comforter. God is their strengthener. God is their sustainer. That is why against all odds, they are still standing. In the name of Jesus. Unity prevents loneliness and defeat. You are not made to do life alone. Unity fosters partnership. Partnership is the connection, is the association of like-minded people in an embarking, in an undertaking, in an, in, a, in an endeavor. So may we understand that when you see your people, you know which these are the children of the Lord. Your spirit testifies within you that indeed these are my brothers and sisters. You connect with them. And as soon as you have connected, you know I'm not walking alone. How can you walk? You know the Bible says narrow is the road. Is the path that leads to life. And broader is the one that leads to the destruction. How are you going to walk the, 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 the path straight and narrow alone? You need others, otherwise it's going to be very lonely. 
Otherwise, it's going to be very tough. And the truth is, life is a series of problems. Yes, life is good, but life can be harsh. Life can be tough. Therefore, you need people who are going to walk with you. You need people who are going to wait and believe God with you. You need people who are going to weep with you. When you are faced with the challenges of life, you need a ministry of presence. People who are going to be there and say, my sister, my brother, do not give up. I am here for you. I may not give you what you need for your breakthrough, but the Lord has sent me to stand with you so that you do not quit, so that you do not give up. A number of us, we are at the verge of giving up because we are walking solo. And the Lord has given us brothers and sisters. And I am here for us to declare, we need you. Say, I need you. We need each other. Understand, we need one another. You cannot do this life. Actually, when the, the storms of life, they begin to beat, to beat your life. When you are so so afraid during this season where you have lost everything and you're asking yourself from here where to. You need others who are saying, oh, you too. Nami, can we stand together, child of God, and pray for one another? And you need those who are going to say, Basalwan, can we be practical in our Christianity? Paul says, if you have faith and you say to those who are hungry, Go be filled, and those who are cold and naked, be covered. That is why a number of us see pillaging is bit so, because we are avoiding people, because we know it's going to be costly. But we need to be practical in our walk, to a point where you ask your brother, you don't have bread, I can share my bread with you. That is heartless. Yes, we may not get you a house, but we, we're not supposed to allow you to go to Lambile. And the pride you to Ngashtele, why is that? We are here for you. We're supposed to be here for each other. That is why we are saying, as a church, let's rally around each other. The Bible says, the first church, when they gathered, you couldn't even see. There, was those, there, was, there were those who had needs because they sold their possessions came back and they shared with everyone. And I know if we can declare that one, everyone is going to run. So relax. We're not going that route. But we are saying, it's not in vain that you are so empowered financially. Please be a blessing. Just look around when you walk. Pray, Father, just reveal what is it that I need to do. Vulameto. Vulintizio. Say, Lord, Holy Spirit, help me to descend. You don't look okay. You know the same thing that is breaking my heart with depression. It's within the house of the Lord. Not only is it outside in the nation, but it's within the house of the Lord. And some of us, we're still, you know, stigmatizing those who are depressed. It's no wonder more, many Christians are killing themselves because they've got no one to say, you know, I am depressed. I'm taking medication. As soon as we touch medication, we wind up with demon. 
what I'm saying. Let's cover one another. Let's tell ourselves we're just going to look out for each other so that none of us perishes in any way too. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says when Paul was faced with the trials and tribulations of life, this is what he wrote. He said, for when we arrived in Macedonia, our bodies had no rest and some of us, we can't even sleep, insomnia because of the challenges of life. You are tired even this morning. You know, that is why I don't judge you. No more this morning. You're not sleeping because in your It's because of the challenges of life. You've got no rest because even when you lay your hand, and some of us, we are pressed from every direction. We do not know the way out. Conflicts on the outside, fears within. We do not know how we're going to make ends meet. But Paul says, but God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the arrival of Titus. Titus came, and when he came, they were encouraged. And I am saying, be a Barnabas to someone. Be a son of encouragement to someone. Be a Titus to someone. I know many a times we get so selfish to say, who's going to comfort me? Who's going to encourage me? But today, tell yourself, I'm going to look out for my brother and sister. The people that God has given you, make sure you take care of them. The G12 is about, it's not about Indaba. It's about us working together just to make sure all of us, we fulfill our life's mission. God has given us a mission on all of us. We need to fulfill it. May we understand that God's family is meant to pull us out of trenches and to remind us God, our suffering Savior, Christ Jesus, wouldn't allow us to walk in this journey alone. That is why he has given us brothers and sisters. And the last one, unity, releases exponential power. Are you not worried, child of God, that if all of us are so anointed, if all of us are so powerful, why are we not seeing that exponential power and anointing within the house of the Lord? Because most of us, we do not join our anointing. We do not join our skills. We do not join our resources for the glory of the Lord. And I mean, all of us this morning, the Lord has given us something. And if you come with a song, some of you, you're able to sing some people out of depression. Some of you, you can come with a song, and take some people out of depression. Some of us, you can come with just a word of encouragement, something that we all know just to say God says he loves you. It's not something like so powerful but it is a prophecy for that particular time because some of us we feel if you love me so much why am I going through this? Understand church of Jesus we need each other and God has given you something that you can encourage the children of God with. Wherever you are in your little space in your small, small place you can come up with that thing and strengthen the church of Jesus. The Bible says one can put a thousand to flight, but two, ten thousand. Can you imagine even though we don't have a full house, if all of us, we join our forces, what we can do to the kingdom of darkness, what we can do to the kingdom of Satan, if all of us, we find a rightful place and we stand. 
Because indeed, two are better than one, and we are more than two. Because we would have a good reward for our labor. Unity helps us to forge divine connections. When you connect with others in a divine way, Paul says, but whatever happens to me, Philippians 1.27, remember always to live as Christians should, so that whether I ever see you again or not, I would keep on hearing good reports that you are standing side by side with one strong purpose to tell the good news. Can we just stand together side by side with that one purpose, the furtherance of God's kingdom? And the last one, under this fifth one, unity is the key to corporate a breakthrough. When we are standing together, we can see the breakthrough that we need as the church. Jesus says, assuredly I say to you, Matthew chapter 18, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything, that's a blank check right there. Because you know the will of the Lord. You pray according to his will. If you agree as touching anything that you need, it will be done for us by our Father in heaven. For where two or three gather together in my name, I am there in their midst. Unity releases exponential power, God's power, the power of the Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts chapter 2, the Bible says the believers were in that upper room and they were waiting. What I like, the Bible says they were with one accord, meaning they were in agreement. They took the word of the Lord. They joined their forces together and their faith to say he said he would come. We need to wait here until we are endued with power. So they joined their faith and they waited together. They were in agreement in that place. And the Bible says they were in one place. And the Bible says suddenly. And I am praying for a divine suddenly even this morning. That whatever we have this morning, may we say, Father, help me to forgive. Help me to release. Help me, my Father, to stand as one with my brother and sister for the sake of your kingdom, for the sake of your people. And number of people, they need us this morning. Those who are weak, they need us to stand together and join us for our faith. And the Bible says, suddenly, there was a sound that came from heaven. A sound of a mighty rushing wind. And it filled that place. And the Lord began to do wonders. He gave them, you know, the gift of tongues. And I believe all of us this morning, or many of us in this place, we've got needs. And I want us to stand as the church. Before we can pray for those needs, I want us to just make a prayer of repentance and say, Father, some of us are prideful this morning. That is why we're thinking we are better. We're thinking people who have, whom you have surrounded us with, they are not people in our league. 
We think they are not people in our class. We've been thinking that, but this morning we change our minds for we understand that our breakthrough, the corporate breakthrough depends on us joining hands, locking arms, believing you, standing and walking together and just calling upon your name with one accord so that we may see you move like you've never moved in our midst. And Father, we repent this morning and we pray, have mercy upon us, O oh God. Help some of us who are petty, my God, to grow, to mature in our faith, so that we may be able to overlook some of the things that are not taking us anywhere, understanding that we've got a greater purpose before us. My Father, we stand and we say, forgive us. Forgive me, O oh God, for thinking I am better than others. The Bible declares each and each, each one of you should look out for the interest of others and not for the interest of self. That is why even this morning, oh God, we pray, open our eyes, my God, that we may see some of the things that have repelled people from us, that we may let go of those things so that we may be joined to our brothers and sisters. We pray, may you cleanse your church, oh God. This morning, my Father, we pray for the power of the Holy Ghost to come upon us. Thy word declares it shall come to pass in the last days that you shall pour out your spirit upon us. We pray even this morning. These are those days, oh God. This is the day of a suddenly, a divine suddenly, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we stand and we recognize that there are those within us who are weak. And for their sake, oh God, we pray we leave pettiness aside in the name of Jesus. We understand some, they are giving you a last try. And this is the day, my Father, where we're going to see your move, where we're going to see you, not only hearing our prayers, but answering our prayers. For this is not only the house of preaching, but this is the house of prayer, and this is the house of power. And right now, Father, we thank you for the power that you are releasing upon each and every one of us, oh God, in the name of Jesus. On that same note, I want to pray for those of us who are so weary this morning. But before I do that, can I just say this? Maybe you are here, you've been visiting Hope Restoration Ministries. You like the church, you like all that we are all about, but you've never given your life to the Lord. You want to join the family, you cannot join the family of God before you can join yourself to him. You need to make sure that you are first saved before you can become part of us. Can I ask all of us to bow our heads and close our eyes and maybe you are here this morning. You are saying, and I'm alone. Not only are you alone physically, but you are alone spiritually. And today you want to join yourself to the God of heavens so that you are well able to cry out to him and so that he may join you to his family. And today you are saying, I open up myself. I'm so tired of just coming as a visitor, going to church, and I'm not saved, I do not know God. And today you are saying, Mamfundisi, pray with me. I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. Wherever you are, I want you to raise your hand so that we may pray with you and include
with you in the family of God so that we may support you in your spiritual growth. Wherever you are, just raise your hand this morning. Is there anyone who's saying, Mamfudis, pray with me so that I may receive Christ Jesus as my Lord and Savior this morning? In the name of Jesus, ushers, do you see any hands? In the name of the Lord, in the name of Jesus. Is there anyone this morning who has lift, lifted up? Okay, I see that hand, I see that hand. God bless you, God bless you. I see that hand, God bless you. In the name of Jesus. Ushers, please make sure we don't lose them because I want us to, 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 to wrap up the service. And as soon as we have done with the service, please bring them up for, we're going to pray for them and give them to one of the counselors. But right now, I want you to raise your hands towards me as I pray and release you before we can pray for those who are heavily laden this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this, your bride. As they leave this place, my God, we declare they are blessed of you. Your hand of mercy is upon them. My Father, you would hear them, and you shall deliver them in their day of trouble. You shall defend them, my Father, as their God. You shall remember, my Father, even their sacrifices. In the name of Jesus, we know that some trust, some trust in chariots, others they trust in horses, but they are trusting. And their hope is in you, O oh God. We therefore pray, be with them. Wherever they go, my Father, cover them and protect them. In Jesus' precious name, may you continue to open their eyes to the things that they are supposed to see. Open their ears to the things that they are supposed to hear. So that they may align themselves and do your will and walk in obedience to that which you are prompting them to do. In the name of Jesus, we love you, we appreciate you. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Please be seated. We'll ask the ushers to release you nicely. But right now, if you are here and you feel I need strength, the Bible says, is there any one of you unwell? Let him call for the elders of the church so that they may lay hands on him or her. And the prayer of faith is effective. And I believe we are here for you. If you are here, don't just wait as others are going out. The elders will be standing here waiting for you so that they may just help you carry whatever burdens you have. And we've got counselors as well. Those of us who are joining us online, make sure you call the numbers that are reflecting on the screens and ask for prayers and maybe make an appointment with one of our counselors and come and see them in the week at, you know, at your convenient time so that they may pray with you and help you in your struggles. In the name of Jesus. I am